<laughs> I got black friends. Yo, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Cut the Jam. Well, no one was ready, well, ready. Well, I was ready. Wait, 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 wait. I was born ready. Welcome to another episode of Cut the Chat. Full team in the building. We're back in the barbershop and we've got a special guest hello, today. Hello, hello. Hi. Hello, who's going to, which one of you is going to attempt to say my surname? Go on, Femi. Femi. I can't, I can't actually say Irene's surname. I was just going to call you Irene. I, I genuinely, I, I feel like I can say it in my head, but then I just don't want to say it wrong. On, no, try, go on. No, I don't want to say it. You're not putting me on the spot. You're not sticking <laughs> oh, it no, on wait. me. Like. You know what the worst thing is? You see when we ever try and say something mm-hmm. Nigerian, mm. or sometimes oh, we say we get the wrong it. country, Femi's the first to jump down our throats. Now this is Femi's you arena. Speak your mother tongue. Speak your mother tongue. No, but I, I would attempt, but I only just learned Femi's surname last week. And I can't even say Femi's surname. Or your Nugu. That's not it. No, Irene, how do you say your surname? Agbontai. Go on. Agbontine. That sounds easy. Agbontine. Agbontine. See there? Yeah. Go on. I knew that. I was going to say exactly like that. Agbontine. With a little twang on it. Agbontine. Yeah. Agbontine. I'm excited to have you here because um, I've seen Irene for many a year in everywhere that it means something. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? It's funny you say that. No, it's like, you say that. I'm no, going to say the same thing to me. Everywhere there. that actually, like whenever I feel like I'm in a sick place, like whether it's like a premiere or like a really exciting thing I mean she's there normal mm-hmm. like, and I feel like I've come up but she's just there like, she's she like was there I belong before. here she was there before me so I, like and I've always wanted to know like what you do because it feels like you do everything but what is what would you like? If what is your actual title? Like, what do you actually do? Okay, so um, I have a brand um, which is called TTYA London, um, which is a fashion label for tall girls like me. Um, and then I am also, I would say, I guess it's essentially it's cultural marketing slash a curator. So I produce and curate a lot of events and work with a lot of talent. So under that umbrella, that's me basically. There's bare more. You're lying. There's loads more things. I'm sure there's no, a lot more. It literally all falls under really? those two things. But you know, we'll get into it a little bit more. Yeah, but yeah, but it you does make fall. stuff happen, though. Exactly. I oh. curate. Yeah, like I she's the one happen. to call it. Powerful. You make things happen. Powerful. Awesome. Uh, what's everyone's week been saying though? What's been going on? <laughs> I went to Kenya. I've been in Kenya. How was Kenya? Kenya was amazing. Um, I didn't actually get to see much of it. I only went to one area. Went to Mombasa. Um, so shouts out to Melody Kane. I went out with her because she supports a, an orphanage out there. Um, so we took them loads of supplies and we stayed there for a week with them. So it was it was a very humbling experience. I can't even lie to you guys. It was like back to basics. We were talking about it earlier. It was like back to basics. You know, no hot water. You know, bugs everywhere. Like lifestyle. Like village. I felt like I was back in back in the village going to see my granny. You see? That's 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 what I've been saying. Old school Femi. Femi lifestyle. You see when I land, <laughs> I want to land with Femi and experience that. Do you know what Damon says that to me because he's like, Oh, where you I don't want to come Nigeria with you because when you go to Nigeria, you're just in West End Turn up. Club. <laughs> Turn up. Mm. That's like, all it is, you know? When yeah. I see the prawns that Femi's eating. The the prawn, but hands. you eat the same prawns in the village. You'd eat the same. Like, do you know what? But Being I, I want the, the village prawns then. Yes. Really? I want the village prawns. <laughs> it's probably a fraction of the price. All <laughs> ah, right. Yeah, true. But that's the same as as London. Yeah, like, exactly. London's ex- living in a city anywhere, you're always going to get the best. But like in terms of like entertainment and nightlife and culture, mm. but I guess you still get a cultural experience when you step out of the city, oh, but it's yeah, just exactly. a very different cultural experience. But you you want the rough side, didn't it, as well? Want you want see, the rough of the smooth. I want to see how Femi grew. That's okay. what I want to see. 
<laughs> well, I want to. I want to see what Femi was doing. You after want me to be walking barefoot? You want to walk barefoot? The Oxfam adverts. Yeah? <laughs> it's not up to that though. Advert. It's not up to that now. I don't think no. like when I say back to basics, like especially when coming in Kenya, like it was just being like they never had hot water where we were. Like it was still showering with cold water. But again, it just it kind of humbles you a bit in it because you yeah. take well. Yeah. I, I even me per- speaking personally, like sometimes you take the everyday essentials for granted. So it's like being like in a place where you're with kids that are just happy with what they've got then all of a sudden that that nike crepe doesn't seem so necessary anymore you know <laughs> there's not hot water in jamaica um, though to be fair so again you remember getting hot water in jamaica when i was the last time i, I was over there water. and um yeah there was no hot water but it's, it's exactly like you say it's, yeah. it's like after the first day or two mm. you just keep yeah, it moving. yeah you yeah, adapt yeah, yeah, yeah. like and it was moving. actually really good there was there was a bit of internet but it wasn't overwhelming so mm. you could actually like, have some time to think i read like so many books in the space of that week That's and like nice. like visiting the kids and like just understanding like how their school structure works because we're like sponsoring like quite a few of them to go to school and things Sorry. like that so like it was just like understanding how their school semester and how their structure works and like um and just taking time out, I think with all of us, we all have quite busy schedules that we're always on the go. So it was nice to just pause for a second and think about like what the plan is for the next six months and like what I've done up to now and like how I can incorporate like because that's something that I definitely want to keep doing and going back and raising the profile of that orphanage and helping Melody with that mission that she's got. And that was her call to God to be able to go there and help those kids. So for me, it was just, it was needed. And also, again, it was like just taking that step to like be humble again and like feel like, okay, damn, like I'm I'm actually quite good, you know? Like, you know, sometimes in the London hustle and bustle, you think, oh, and especially now in this day and age of social media, you see so much of what other people are doing and like so much is like put on, you feel like so much putting so much pressure on yourself and like, oh, I'm not doing this or this person's got that and why don't I have this and blah, blah, blah. So to actually have all of that stripped and to go back to basics, trust, it was, uh, it was a good week. I can't lie, it was a very good week. We got some melody, man. <laughs> yeah, you feel like, more, art, you feel like more artists, more people in that position should be given back or going back to the motherland? Um, I definitely, I think a lot of people have started going back right. to, 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 I went to Jamaica, I was in Jamaica at the same time that Femi was um, for around Buju and that was, that was my first time to Jamaica. Mm. But again, I went to Kingston and I went to Ochi, so I didn't really go to like country, country yeah, either. Yeah. But I guess there's probably a lot, when I was in Jamaica, I was saying the same thing. I was like, Jamaicans are like Nigerians, like... Pretty much the same people in our mannerisms, but just like there's so many similarities. But um, I think a lot of artists are now taking pride in like where they're from, and in particularly like the African community, because growing up it wasn't something that was very ce- was celebrated as wasn't much. Sexy. Wasn't at, was sexy, was it? You know, but <laughs> now it's like there's a bit of a flip on it, and it's like everybody does. It's good that we're inspiring, and people are using their platforms to show that. Um, and inspired it to, like new gen to be able to go home. Like I try and well, I'm in Lagos like three, four times a year. Mad. Um, but yeah, like Jamaica was wicked. I had the best time. I'm definitely gonna go back to Jamaica. It was, I need to do what? like Montego Bay. I need to do the other side. Yes. But um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna go back. It was lit. <laughs> I like Jamaica as well. I had a good time. Of course you did. That's standard. <laughs> That's standard. I like Jamaica. I like Jamaica. Jamaica's a good place, man. Like it's a surprise. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> he knows this. I thought I was going to hate it. Huh? When I, when I, when I, I went, I went ages ago. I went in like, the first time I was in 08. 
Wow. And um, so like, I was dreading it. I was like, it's, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna hate this man. Like I always, I always say, I feel like Jamaicans in this country give Jamaicans in Jamaica a bad name. Why are you stealing my thing though? No, I, I said this I ages ago. Oh. Like they're like they're like hard yeah, here. Yeah, the Jamaicans here are hard. Over there, they were just cool. I had a great time. They showed me an amazing time. Yeah, Jamaicans be nicer in this in the UK. I mm. think. But yeah, it was a good place. I don't like that. Their best side. It's true. No, I'll be honest. My, my people did let me down today, though. What happened today? My people did let me down. What happened today? I went to the yard shop before I came here. What? Okay. I went to one. I'm not going to name them because I don't want to put my. I don't want to. to you don't want to drag, 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 drag my people down, innit? <laughs> but seriously, they're living up to their reputation. What, Caribbean restaurants. Service. It was just. I don't even know what was going on there. First and foremost, it's hot. And I've gone in there. There's no queue, you know. There's no it's just queue. Just a mass of people. There's, no, there were just people. There were just people in the restaurant. There's no queue. The woman can see me there. I'm <laughs> come for service, and she's just talking about her own little thing in the corner. And I'm just like, I, I thought I'm not gonna cut her conversation. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Let her do her thing. Five minutes goes. I'm on the phone though, innit? Mm. But let me go. Ten minutes goes. I'm like, rah. Fifteen minutes goes, you know. I'm still standing there, thinking I'm an idiot. So I walked out, and I walked back in, mm. and she's still just chilling there. Twenty minutes. It took me. You're an idiot. To get served. Why do you, <laughs> you speak, though? Sorry. No, but do you know what? Why do I need to speak? You're scared. I'm you're scared. in the shop, innit? Well, nah, what look, do you mean? Why do you, you speak? Why do I come just to stare at people? <laughs> you're shook. You're shook. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. There you you know what it is? I don't want to get coarse. I don't want to get coarse up because there's people in there that can hear it, innit? Yeah. What is it? Come on to the blood cloud. <laughs> I don't want to get none of here, none of that. You but maybe on the flip side, she didn't interrupt. want to interrupt your conversation because you was on the phone. No, but I was quiet as well, though. I was, I was quiet. Was <laughs> you on the phone? I was on the phone. Yeah, okay. but like you've done this all wrong. This is a bad example. You've walked into a shop, you're on the phone. Really, you should come off the phone to oh, speak. Right. I was on a headset. Did you yeah, but, know? No, but you should have spoken to her. Like she, she, What? She saw you talking to yourself. She didn't even acknowledge me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying to you. No, you so know what I mean? acknowledge me. She saw you, but you didn't see her see you. No, when I so came in there... you don't no, think no, saw you. Listen, when I came in there, first thing I did was look for the chef. Like, who's going to serve me? I looked around. The chef when I realised who runs the thing, I'm staring. Just staring. You know you stare at someone so long, you, they, they must think that you're being nosy in their conversation. <laughs> just looking at her like that. Mm. It's a violation. It's a violation. The food was boom though. It's worth 20 minutes. Well, look. So that's, how, that's what our people right. do. That's, it's worth oh, waiting. Oh, there we go. Right, let, me, let, wait. Me, let, me, let me run something past you. Look, it, go on. This, this, this split the barbershop down the middle. So on, on Saturday, I had a... Uh, so for the last couple of months, I've been talking to a guy on Instagram mm. about him booking an appointment for a haircut for his wedding. Sorted out the date, sorted out the time, and when I'm busy, I don't necessarily look at my appointment list. I would just know, okay, this person next, this person next, this person next. Um, but I don't, I don't recall seeing this person's face. I've seen his hair, but it's the first time I'm cutting him, so I don't recognise him. Anyway, so a guy comes in on Sunday, on Saturday, sorry, at, I think it was like nine thirty, and as soon as he walked in, I'm like, ah. Oh, can I help you? You trying to get a haircut? He goes, yeah. I said, okay, give me one second. I'm fully booked. Let me phone to see when the other barber's coming in. So I phoned the other barber. He said he's going to be in about an hour. Yeah. So I said to the guy, he's going to be in about an hour. This guy said, no, nah, that's too long. I've got to be in, Mo- in Malden by such and such a time. I'm like, okay. Anyway, he's turned and dipped. But it was about 25 past nine. Sorry. He's turned and dipped. 
my appointments are on the half hour. Mm-hmm. So come half nine, I span thinking, right, where's my appointment? Then I've looked in my phone, like, who is it? Then I'm like, please don't tell me it was that said guy. Right. Well, it was. It, it was, was the said guy. So why did he not say that? Then? Right. So then, so now, I'm peppering off his phone, but it's not going through. Then I've realised you probably jumped back on the underground. Mm-hmm. So it's literally taking an hour or maybe about half an hour, 45 minutes to get through to the guy. So I'm like, bro, you was my appointment. Why didn't you say nothing? Mm. No, in be- no, in between this, we're having a conversation in the barbershop now. Half of the barbershop think that I was wrong. Why? Because I should have said to him, do you have, have an, an appointment? appointment? I'm saying to them, you've come in, I've greeted you. I've said, you, you trying to get a haircut? Now, we've conversed, we've conversed like, yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I look like. So you're at that point supposed to say, yes, bruv, with you. Yeah. You understand? Or when I've said I'm fully booked, let me find out when the next barber can do. You're supposed to then say, no, no, no I have but an know, appointment. But you know what the problem is? Your barbershop is mainly an appointment-based barbershop now. Like, most barbershops are turning into, mm-hmm. like, this, like, like you sort of killing the vibes like where you jam for an hour two hours them things dead I accept it it's cool I've got stuff to do with my time mm-hmm. but like it's all appointment based yeah mm. so you should ask whoever walks in do you have an appointment that should be part of your questioning see this is what this is what half of the barbershop said I was like I hear you because they were saying your, your customer service could have been better I'm like I hear you but in my conversation with you you know what I look like. So I'm, I, I, that's not my it's not whole that, no. argument. You're, you're, he's coming to your establishment. And he to, knows he's got an appointment No, but th- this is the thing. You've asked him, oh, uh, are you trying to get a haircut? Yeah. And that's I, like, he's, he must be thinking, raw, maybe my man's like, comes with my appointment. Like, do you know like, Do you get what I'm but saying? But say it though. Say it though. Yeah, I think he should have said something. Say it. So he might have I mean. said something, but he's not boasty like that. It seems you don't like, have to be boasty. You know, like you walk into a barbershop, they could be quite intimidating, you know? But especially Damon as well. Yeah, exactly. You probably yeah, new barbershops are intimidating. You probably ripped them out. New barbershops are intimidating. You know what's funny? You feel like I give you that. I give you all of that, but as I said when I was talking to these lot in the barbershop, I spoke to the gentleman the day before. So it's not like you made still not familiar with the surroundings. No, but we're talking. Yeah, we're talking, and he's messaged me like, "Is my appointment still on for tomorrow?" I said, "Yes, of course. It's your wedding trim. I've got you." Oh, wait, it's wedding. So you didn't get his trim for a wedding. Oh, it was his wedding. It was his wedding. So what did he do? What was the resolution? So, 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 in all of the arguing back and forth, I, I still believe that I've done enough. Yeah, but in all the arguing, he's then he's phoned me back. Yeah, yeah. So we're having a conversation. I'm like, bro, what happened? So the customer in my chair got it spot on. He said, dude, he's probably got wedding brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm, t- I'm saying to him, bruv, what happened? Why didn't you say something? He goes, D, bruv, my head's full up with so much wedding stuff, I didn't even think about it. He goes, now that I'm sitting on the underground, I'm like, yes, I, I know I have an appointment with you. Why did I just say I have an appointment with you? Anyway. Did he come back? Wait, wait. What would make you go to your wedding <laughs> with, no with, that, with no trip? With no trip. Are you smoking? No way. <laughs> <laughs> no way. There's no way. Wait, I came no on my wedding day. I ain't leaving until that's the first And the whole shop's going to know it's my wedding day. Like, I'll, tell, I'll tell the man I'm getting married, you know. Yeah, yeah. Who's yeah, 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 yeah. your next appointment? Who's your next appointment? I will pay that. I'll pay what needs to get paid, though. No way leaving. Oh, nah. He's in Morden. I'm like, dude, we need to sort this out. Yeah. 
I'm looking at my appointment list. I'm f- I finished work at like, on that day, I finished at like 6 or 6.30. I'm like, you know Was what? he getting married that day? No. So basically, okay. he was getting on a plane on okay. the Sunday to fly. No, was he flying? Oh, he's driving or something to Ireland. Okay. He's getting married in Ireland. So it's not even like he's getting married in sight. We can just go to any, any barbershop and yeah. say, yo. So I'm like, dude, I need to sort this out. So I've just, I've just moved a couple people, shimmied him in. I'm like, bruv, come back for five, innit? Mm. I've got you at five. And I've cut his hair, then cut somebody else, and then gone back and cut his hair. Nice him. He, funny enough, brought me a bottle of Cavossier to say thank you for fitting him back in. Because mm. he was like, yeah, I shagged myself. And I just, I just gave him the trim for free. I so said, look. You, you know when he came in, yeah? Yeah. And you're talking to him. You know he probably wouldn't even listen to a word you're saying. <laughs> he probably was just in limbo. You know, like, just Maybe. sitting there like a dunce. Maybe. Sitting there a whole time and then walked off. Maybe. 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 But, you know, customer service. I, I, I thought I'd done enough. Okay, but no I, hear, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying about, oh, I, I maybe I should have said, do you have an appointment? No, I don't yeah, know, man. I, I, know. I, I still believe now. So now, moving know. forward, are you going to ask everyone that comes no, in? No, I'm not. Uh, you have a... <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, no, because you know what? There's another four barbers in this barbershop. They could ask as well. It's not all of them. No, but you're the closest to the door. And you're actually like, what happened? I've seen people coming in. And you're like the daddy of yeah, the barbers. Yeah, you're like, the, you're like, you're like the, the granddad of the barbers. <laughs> and what did I say to you before we started filming? Not every day, because sometimes these, these, these age jokes hurt. They, they, they cut deep, fam. Not every day, fam. And especially not in front of strangers as well. <laughs> no, I hate you. going to go to all the influential places and say, you know that old barber shopping? <laughs> that old, that old barber. The, the, the uncle one, the granddad of the barber shop. <laughs> yeah, but moving forward, yeah. I mean, I... I, I, I think it's yeah. key to your business. I think actually... I think it's fantastic that like Barbarina has evolved into such a way that you get appointments now. But I think it's key to your business that you make that you make sure that people don't have appointment appointments before you send them away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if my next appointment was on, especially if it was going to be five minutes later, I would have waited. I would have made him wait and been like, if my appointment comes late, then I can just yeah, try exactly. and squeeze you yeah, in. Yeah, that's what you didn't do as well. Yeah. So actually, you flopped. Irene pointed it out, you flopped. <laughs> anyway. No, you didn't flop because you still squeezed him yeah, in and he had a bad man so. trim for his wedding. Anyway, so really? tick, tick. Hopefully you're married by now. Hopefully <laughs> that and took place. Congratulations. You know. Was this all last week? This is last week Saturday. Oh wow, okay. Last Mental. week Saturday. Yeah. Mad. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, you shagged yourself anyway, Lee. You Thank shagged you. yourself. Did, did you get food eventually? <laughs> yeah. You said the food it, was bomb, bro. Food was bomb. Come on, my people cooked it. What is my people? How was your Nigerian party on Saturday or Sunday? Do you know what? You see what you're saying about my week? I've I haven't had a week like this for a long time, so I think. Wednesday, I flew to Amsterdam to go link Quincy, cut his hair, come back Thursday morning. So I was there for like 10 hours. Thursday's a late night. Friday's a late night. Saturday, Ace made me have an even later night. Sorry. Phoned me last minute for a trim. Yeah. Sorry. That turned into a long thing. Anyway, that was cool. Sunday, flew to Birmingham for some barber show convention thing. Um blew back and then went to this naming ceremony uh, for one of Aisha's best friends called Stella. And literally, you know when you're driving down the road and it's a major road in Streatham, driving down the road, man can hear the music over my music in my car. <laughs> and, they, and they live on the top floor of the block 
and it's not high. It's maybe like, I think it's like three floors. But mm. so I've looked up, and I have to I have to look. I have to give it to Nigerians, very much like Jamaicans. You see, when man lands, it's just bare colours, <laughs> bare just it's just mm. bare loveliness. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's just loveliness. It's just it's just it's just great, isn't it? And for somebody who really and truly has only really started to experience Nigerian culture with you, with Victor, and with Aisha's people, you know what? I can't lie. I was sending them videos in, in, in the group. There's a couple of things that you man in your toes. Yeah, uncle's toes were mad, but his Gucci sandals were bad boys. Mm. I don't care. I know Gucci's cancelled and all of that, but we didn't get it. But you see, he doesn't look cool like the slippers he was wearing. I will drop that. Silpas. You know, you know, you know <laughs> the old school wears it's leather, yeah. but it's got the little Stra- ring. Oh, okay, you know yeah, that's no. what he's like. <laughs> um, and the way Uncle, Uncle Silpas, you could have dropped the the trad with it. You didn't take the full picture. The way Uncle the landed with it, because I couldn't let man know a video with his foot. But meanwhile, you're doing super zoom on his toes. Uncle's toes were mad. Uncle, if he had my toes, he would have been lich. But Uncle's. Like, uncle's worked hard in his life. Nah, it was it but was like the, 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 the black toenail. <laughs> no, no, it was, mad, it was mad. Nah, it was it, mad. It was a good event. I can't lie, and I don't know if it was because the Nigerian rhythms were played at a loud decibel. What do you mean? They pop now, bruv. It bruv, it's a vibe. I'm not, look, I've, I, I, I've said it before. I can't listen to too much Afro beat. So like. There's certain music that, yes, there's certain music, no. Like, I was like that with House. I listened to one House song, I listened to the, the next one. But it all sounds the same. You see, Sunday, I don't know what the DJ was dealing with, but he was dropping rhythms. Rhythms. <laughs> Bruv, I was involved. I was fully involved. That's the way that everything's moving. It was nice. Now, I can't lie. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice. It was nice. It was nice. Hard the naming ceremony was good. Hard back jam, um, guys. Yeah, shout Turning out over accepting the shout culture. Shout out AJ and, and, and Stella. Congratulations. It was nice. It was a good night. It was a good night. Fantastic. But I, this was a Sunday. So what time did this what time did you get to this function? <laughs> I got From there, Birmingham. We got we got there about six. It started at two. Name and and it was supposed yeah. to finish at eight. We left at like half nine and music I think half nine Still to blazing. Ten. Blazing. Blazing. Oh. You know like all neighbours in the block were probably just scared. Just <laughs> to report them. Was it in Shretham? Yeah. Mental. Mm. It was good. It was nice. It was nice, though. So that was my week in a rundown. Lee, what are going for you? Anyway. Boy, your week sounded more excited than my, my year, boy. <laughs> I ain't really do nothing, to be fair. Have you retired just... as a cab driver? No, I'm working. What are you talking about? I'm working. I just... I don't, I don't work weekends at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, yeah. that's the most profitable Moot. time. You know, if you're a cab driver, you make most your peas on a weekendly. Do you know what? I'm tired of working and everyone's having fun. And I'm just got them in the back having, like, just loving life. And I'm just working like a slave. I feel like an old school slavery. So I'm like, nah, man, I'm going to enjoy my weekends on the sofa, rubbing my belly. That's it. Standard. So you're that's not even else. out. Out where? If I don't, if I don't make no money, where am I going? <laughs> You, you understand that you're just contradicting this whole thing Basically, is dumb. This I'm whole earning thing. money. I'm earning money to pay the bills. Yeah, I do it that way. What? Yes. So you're living hand to mouth. Yes, basically. Wow. If I need potatoes, I go to work, do my thing, get potato money, come home. That's all I'm doing right now. Allow me. You're watching good tape. What are you watching on TV at the moment? Do you know what? I'm just watching rubbish. To be fair, I watched a film called. Um, What's it called? Siberia. Is this a bit? Siberia. Siberia. You seen that? Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves. No, but I just know how you, you say it that word. It is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah. I started watching Top Way again, just prepping myself for the. Oh, when's it coming out? For the new one it's coming out. Autumn, it's so probably September. Yeah. Is that when it's coming out? Yeah. That's yeah, when big dramas come out in September. Yeah. Like big shows. Mm-hmm. I done a little. Yeah. That, that's it. I was thinking about starting this Games of Thrones thing, but then I thought. You should watch it, man. Games of Thrones. Games of Thrones. It's like an old uncle. It's like an uncle. Games of Thrones. Games of Thrones. Games. What is this? And then I realised that's what the games are from. It took me a while too. I'm not going to lie. I was thinking, what is what? Wasn't that the same with Line of Duty? No, Line of Duty, I I binged that. That was my No, but the the LOD. Line of Duty. I just started watching Line of Duty. That's finished as well. It's fire. Yeah, it's finished. It's so good. Yeah, that is a good, that is a really good show. That got me. I just started watching. Well, I'm on season three now. Yeah, you're in it now. You're loving it, I'm in the deep end. I'm really into it. I'm really, really into it. I like crime dramas. I was yeah. watching this uh, this new show on Netflix called Jailbirds. Have you seen it? Oh, someone told me to watch that as well. No, I haven't yeah. started Mad. watching it. Mad. Like, so it's about American jail. And so, like, obviously, men and women can't be in the same jail in America. So, but it's, they're all in the same jail. But, like, one side is men, one side is women. So, but what they do... This is mad. Have you seen it? <laughs> what the they do... Uh, with the cups. So they basically talk to each other oh, the through toilet. the toilet. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. But what the they have to do water. is they empty the toilet. With, they have to empty the toilet water, and then you can talk to each other through the plumbing. See the thing. But they actually have relationships. So like, man, like he's like, yeah, this is my girl. She's on the eighth floor. Like, and they're having like proper relationships yeah. it, through you know the toilet. I saw it. I saw it. I was laying on the couch, rubbing my belly, drinking yeah. my beer. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw it, and I was like, "What is this real?" Because no. they're saying they empty the water, they, no. and they're literally having long-term relationship with someone on it the eighth floor. Deeper, or something. Like, so they even like send each other stuff through the toilet. This is a so drama, what you do yeah? is you take you take off your t-shirt. No, this is not. This is real reality. Sorry, this is a doc. This is a documentary. Yeah, real TV. This is real life. Wow. So they take off the, they take a t-shirt and then they'll rip it into shreds and make a rope. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, they'll tie things to the rope. So you might tie, like, noodles or, like, mm. biscuits for your loved one or, like, pictures, put pictures in a bag. And then you empty the toilet. Then you put... <laughs> you, oh, you tie a spoon to the end of the rope. And, oh, in the other end, they have to tie a spoon as well onto the end of their rope. Then you both flush at the same time and then the spoons into... Because you know the thing goes wrong. Oh, yeah. The yeah. spoons, they all lock and then you pull up. Wow. and pull up all the things and so yeah that, they're sending <laughs> things to each other they're having relationships it was mad it was mad watch it Jailbirds is it like a one off no it's like it's like four part series I saw the trailer and I was thinking should I go should I go in but I, was, I thought yeah they're missing it like, like girl one. man's like playing like there's a guy <laughs> there's a guy called Dollar he had two girlfriends in there and the girls found out they started fighting it's, <laughs> yeah. it's all mad no they haven't even met him like he's they've got pictures of him because he can send them pictures but they haven't actually met physically you know how met. mad that is dollar, mad dollar well, but are they, is it because thing. they're on top of like how like, how's the so like, I think like they're like back to back but okay. not back to back it's weird and also like this is funny so like you might be only be able to talk to a certain cell yeah, yeah. And so you got to send messages to your girl who's in another soul through someone else. But imagine like you're a girl and you're not... Ch- the, girl, the guy that is talking to you in the toilet is not your guy. Wow. He's knocking on the toilet and you have to answer whenever he answers. Or what he does <laughs> is he can flood your toilet from his, from his cell. <laughs> so like if you're not answering him, he'll start flooding your cell. Like, he'll, he'll start flooding. So like, I don't imagine? know if they push things in the toilet and they start flushing. So then it will flood your toilet if you don't answer him. So wait, wait, wait. So what about when you need to actually do a doo-doo? 
don't know, then what They didn't even they didn't discuss that. I but like, <laughs> they're talk, they're talking through the toilet. It's, it's, it's nasty. It's nasty. Watch it, jailbirds. They made Joe look quite lit still. Mm. Well, not lit, but like, like you could get Joe by. Could never you be could lit. get, you could yeah, get you by in there. It's mad. Like, yeah, they, 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 they I thought it was just like a new orange is the new black. Like, no, like, this yeah. is a, it's a real show. I went off orange is the new black. It's a proper thing. It's the last season. Did anyone watch that? I did. I watched it. Like, watched the, the, the last, the last two seasons were a bit dark. Yeah, the last two no. seasons went a bit. Yeah, I watched went a bit left season three, and it just got mad sexual for me, man. The season, there was a season when they took over the Joe. Yeah, that oh, was serious. Yeah, yeah, they got it went a bit mad there. Yeah, it like, went a bit mad. People started dying and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're good. Yeah. So like, I like the first two seasons. It always lit. comes off my feed mm. as well. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. a good show. It's a good show. You know what else I watched? I watched What Women Want, Mel Gibson. Oh, okay. Did you watch that? Why did I you watch that? That's the original film. The original, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. There's a new one. I've seen that before. Taraji. I've seen the Taraji one. Yeah, he had the original one. But you know what I couldn't understand? He got struck by lightning in the bath or something. No, basically, he dropped. He dropped in the bath with the with the Some hair dryer or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he could start hearing what people, what women want. Like, he could yeah. hear women's thoughts. And he was proper spooked out about it. If I woke up <laughs> and I could hear what women... If you think I'll be spooked out? <laughs> that is the livest thing you could ever go You might not want to know. He tried to shock himself it. again <laughs> to lose the power. I'm not saying nothing. You're smoking. <laughs> I would love to know that. Look how far could you get in life knowing them? D- these things? Like, he worked out that he's a jerk. Like, no one really liked him. He thought mm. he was the man. Like, he was a prick. Like imagine knowing that you're sitting down, anyone you're around, you really know what they really think about. Yeah, that's lit. That's mad. I don't think you want, you don't want me, that No, power. no, but you see what I would do. If someone don't like me, I'd make them like me. And then and I'd make them not like me. And then make them like me with a computer that right. That's all mad. Do you get what I'm saying? But you could play games, but it, it, it was the whole fact of he was trying to go through the process of losing this power. And I was thinking, why would you want to do that? But obviously he started using his advantage and then climbing. But yeah, that was a yeah, but imagine being in a room like and always being able to hear yeah, what people are thinking. Yeah, no, I'm not in it. That could, hurt, that could break your heart. Though, it could. If someone you, you thought was your, you thought your like people. That you really, people exactly. Like, like, yeah, really don't like you. Proper hater as well. That's like, real proper. depression. That could, that's real life though. Imagine you're sitting next to someone. Like, you it is real life. Like you. It is hmm. real life. Anyway. Yo, fool. Hey, so are we allowed to talk about Game of Thrones? Is it too early? No, Irene hasn't seen it. seen it. Can, we can, like, without spoiling it, what did you think of the last episode? There's nothing I can say that won't spoil it. Okay. No, I, I can give my view on it and say whether I liked it, whether it was good, bad, I mean, different, but... What did you think? Did you like it? I've, I, hopefully, without spoiling it, I thought there was only one way it can, it can end. And I think it was right. Everyone's running around saying, oh, yeah, I've seen so many people even like... Gets was on the news talking yeah. about her, yeah. Gets was on the news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was on all, it was on like news at six. Yeah. Was it yeah. six o'clock news? news. Yeah. Yeah. Talking yeah. about Game of Thrones? Yeah. No, he yeah. was talking about his Ivor Novello. Yeah, they asked him about Game of Thrones. Can you imagine? What he's. He's come a long way. So there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I was disappointed. You know, the general consensus is it's the worst season out yeah, of Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen um, um, a couple of the comments on their Instagram yeah. thread and it's mad. People are literally taking it to heart. Yeah, but it's just, you know... I, I'm not angry with the outcome. I was cool with it. I, was I cool. think, but I think how they got there was a bit stupid. What did you say? You think? I think how they got to the outcome okay. is a bit stupid, but I don't, I'm, not, I'm not angry with the outcome. All right, so see... I'm going to wait to see, see if I'm right, but I think I kind of know... Right, what, what do you think? Throw it out there now. What do you think is going to... 
I so what have you think, have you seen the? I've just haven't seen the last episode. Okay, so what do you I haven't think? seen the finale. I think Sansa is gonna be the queen. Okay. Okay. Because I don't think John John's gonna take it. Regardless, he's a man of his word, and he don't want it. Mm-hmm. I, I can't see Arya being leader of the seven kingdoms well, or six kingdoms because one's been burnt down to a cross right For now. Real. So, mm. I don't know. I think it's only Sansa it could be, really. Mm. And she wants it. She's always wanted it from episode, from season one, episode one. She wanted it to be a prince. She wanted, she wanted it mm. from the beginning. Mm. So, it's, it, for me, I think it would only make sense if, if she was the queen. But I, I don't know how they're going to get to that bit. I don't know how that one's going to stop burning down the whole... <laughs> like, it just didn't make sense what she did last week. It didn't make sense to me at all. Did it not? No. So it didn't make sense. These are don't watch it, so they don't... Wait, wait, wait. We're not talking to them right now. Is this like EastEnders when there was only four channels and it come on twice a week? Why? Because the way you lot are pop it into it, that's how man was on the back in the day. It's deeper than Channel Five was about. Nah, it's deeper than that because it's more about like I think why people are so engaged in Game of Thrones because it's so much about like society's morals as well. Like it's money, sex, power, like all things that like kind of play a lead role in how any society would function. That's the same as Albert Square, no? <laughs> Not okay, with listen. Tiffany and Pat. Listen, and you lot got and dragons in listen, that Listen, though, listen, listen. Stop talking because big people are having a conversation. <laughs> yeah. um, I wasn't I angry with her burning because... Do you know I why? Think they it showed, didn't make sense. They showed little bits of her turning. Yeah, yeah. I think the turn was very drastic. Yeah, it was very drastic. It was very drastic, but I think we could see that she was about... That you could see how much she wanted the throne, like, and she was willing to just burn yeah, down. Do you know what? For, for me, it got to the point so where, as far as she stuff. was concerned, people are taking her kindness for weakness. Mm. Already, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a woman. I'm a small woman. Mm. Yes, I've got dragons. For she whatever already re- gone. For whatever yeah. reason, two mm. dragons have been licked down, mm. and you lot are doubting my power. Yeah. I've got people close to me moving mad that yeah. are moving reckless. Yeah. Yeah, and then that happens. Mm. My Cody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool, and you remember her dad was mad as well. Yeah. So but also, I just team. felt like everything she had come up on and everything she had been about was about, like, for the people. Yeah. So for her to burn all those innocent people, while Cersei was still watching her burn down all them people, it didn't yeah. make sense to me. I, like, if you were going to burn anything down, she should have gone straight for the yeah, tower yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and looked yeah. and licked down yeah. Cersei. Yeah, yeah. I didn't understand why her whole presence from the beginning had always been about, I'm here for the people, I want to change, I want, we need, mm-hmm. like, we need change, we need change. That's what she's always been about. That's what her mm-hmm. mantra's always been about. So for her to just now start burning kids and burning innocent people mm. that's what didn't make sense to me but don't get me wrong I was still there screaming with everybody else <laughs> on in Kenya like our one little bit of Wi-Fi that we got we were like let's watch Game of Thrones yeah yeah in Kenya, in Kenya watch Game of Thrones on Now TV no not on Now TV legally mm-hmm. not in one <laughs> <laughs> one platform yeah one platform like this one platform yeah but yeah a legal one but yeah we watched Game of Thrones in Kenya but no yeah it didn't do you know but I just feel like now it's kind of it's had this moment now they got, done. was it half a million signatures for people to people wanted for them to redo to read to, to read uh, one point how many 1.6 million that's re-shoot. not a lot considering how many people actually follow that's their Instagram true. account to reshoot to reshoot the whole season to reshoot it again yeah I ain't got time for that who's <laughs> <laughs> got time for that what for it's funny what people nah. rally together for isn't it oh, do you know what I mean it doesn't make sense no, but there's some things. There's some things they don't. Some people, people don't. Rally together for like you know people. Like, I see petitions for everything nowadays. 
Like? Like, people do, like, you know, a bunch of things. Like, lots of... Th- I can't think off the top of my head, but I see mm. petitions all the time. When was the last time you signed a petition? Um, that I signed one. Um, I signed the, the emissions petition. One. What's an emissions? Um, what the mayor of London brought in to lower the emissions. Um, he brought in an extra charge. So if your oh, car, yeah, the diesel, oh, the yeah. yeah, yeah, so you signed it for what to get rid of it? Yeah. How many people? Why? I just think because based they haven't actually. Um, I don't think there's been any improvement when you look at the statistics since they brought in the congestion charge, mm-hmm. and that was this. Is, significant time now since we've had the congestion charge for sure. I don't really see what they've done with that money like mm. if you're claiming five pounds well, it's now eight pound What's for eight every pound? car um, the congestion charge was no, eight remember not. when well, it's, it's gone up it's like ten pounds no the congestion yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so then yeah. the, the emissions charge is also twelve pound fifty but and it's twenty four yeah. hours yep. and do you know what if they had things in place where you could actually see improvements mm-hmm. like they were putting the money towards better transport systems like I feel like for one of the biggest cities in the world we have the worst transport system do you think? Like, one of the worst transports. Do you think? New York. Look at New York's. Their transport's it's 24 hours a point. day. That's it. It's 24 hours a day. But it's disgusting. It is disgusting, <laughs> but it's 24 hours a day. Fair. Regardless of, of like, and also it's not as exp- it's not as expensive. I think yeah, our travel cheaper, here is extremely. Cheaper. It's really expensive. You know what? The main thing I've noticed with New York and maybe other countries around the world is, is they they design their transport system mm-hmm. for the climate. Mm. This country can't deal with ex- extreme hot weather on the mm. underground, yeah. on the train, on the buses. Um, so, I, I mean, Cold weather, even. It, it does. It does need a Updating. lot. Of work it needs a lot of work, here. but also it it's does, like you can't. It does. You can't. Um, you can't. Um, you. you it's, it's difficult to see like where the money's going because every year you see increase in fares, increase in everything, increase in fares, increase. And do you know I wouldn't be upset with the emissions charge if I if I would be able to see where the yeah, money was going. But it's like even for the congestion charge, I don't really see like really like specific yeah. hard facts of what they've done to improve that zone. So to add mm-hmm. emissions on top of that it's and to massive. make it 24 hours, it, and, and especially when it's kind of contradicting, they were doing the whole, yeah, get a diesel car, like it's better for the environment and, and then, then they retracted that car, and then you get a diesel car and then it's like, even your permit outside your house is Isn't almost double because of, because of it's yeah, yeah. a diesel. Charge you 70% extra to park in the pay and display when you when have a Diesel, diesel car. car, yeah. I've got a diesel car. I've got a diesel car too. Two how, how do they know though? Huh? I don't know. They know, they know from your registration. Yeah. Go back to sleep. I don't pay. I don't pay those. No, no, Irene. I, you know what it is? I'm, I, I agree with you 100. percent I've said this before that they brought out the congestion zone in, in France, and the manager just didn't pay it, so they took it away. Like this government is scared. Mm. about people power mm-hmm. and if we was to rally together properly mm. and say nah then they, they would have no choice i mean as you said i thought about this the other day so you see this ulez thing mm. and it's in the same zone as a congestion mm-hmm. so if i drive around the ulez thing what my fumes are not going to come across it doesn't make it, sense it doesn't and as you said about the money there's still a bag of potholes in the road. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still ridiculous amounts of 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 traffic. You know, the the it's it's just it's just as you said, the money that you're making. Because I looked at it like this. Overnight, the government has now just made an extra five million, let's say, mm-hmm. overnight for nothing, for putting up a couple signs on the road. Mm-hmm. And sending out like information about oh this is gonna happen. 
minimum five mil overnight. Mm. As you said, where is that money going? Mm-hmm. And they always give money? you all of these stats and thingy, but it's just like you can't see any hard. You can't see any, and yes. it's, it's different if they were putting it into the transportation system, and we were going to have twenty-four hour, you know, transport, and yeah. our transport system could handle the, the extreme weather conditions, you mm. know. But it it doesn't, you know, and this is like in two thousand and nineteen for us to not have a stable twenty-four hour transport system as a leading city in the world, it doesn't really make it's sense mad. to me. You know, and then and then on top of that, you're like penalizing people. So it's, it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. And but yeah, yeah, but like then you want me to spend money on like using the transport system or Uber or taxis, which is still putting mm. the emissions into the environment. Mm. So to me, it just doesn't make sense. And I can't see any clear like what they're doing with the money. It doesn't make sense to me. So I was like, mm. Sadiq, I love you, man, but that, that shit's not That's making not sense for me. It's not, not making one. sense. But maybe because I'm biased because I've got a diesel and I'm just like, sorry <laughs> about it, babes. Well. I've just had to pay, like, the amount of times I've had to pay mad paying displays, I'm like, wow. Yeah, it's mental. Wow, you're spending like a tenner. Like, literally, I just had to renew my permit hour. for outside my house and it was like diesel surcharge on top of the fee and mad. I was just like this is mad but then there was a, like, I'm not, I don't understand where this whole diesel was safer for the environment thing came from when they were trying to move but everyone to go I'm to not, diesel I'm not going to lie okay. I'm, it's the lead that comes is it lead? Right. no so, but that's from old diesel so what it is so if you've got a new car and this is the thing that a lot of people don't really if you've got a newer car you've got something on your, on, on your car like a filter but what they don't tell you is you have to you have to burn all of the soot out of this filter maybe once every couple of months. The only way to do that is going on the motorway. Fresh it, yeah. yeah. Now, if you don't, it will come up on your car saying, uh, you know, you need to do some forced regeneration thing, which is to get rid of all this soot by having your car constantly at a higher revs so it, the engine's running hotter to burn, up, burn off this soot. If you don't do it, then the filter just gets blocked and you've got to pay maybe £1,500 to two bags to get a new filter for your car. That's the downside of this. See, have you noticed all these new diesels, they don't throw out the black smoke because mm. it gets clogged up in this filter. Now, if you don't blow it out every couple of months, you've you got to buy a whole new filter, which is a mad thing. So when I heard about it, I'm like, but you're acting like I don't see these lorries driving around and the old taxis blowing mm. out black smoke. I'm thinking, how can that be better mm. for the environment? Mm. It's just one. It's, this government is just shag. That's what it is. <laughs> the government is just one big bump. Fair enough. <laughs> that's what it is. Fair enough. That's like, did you just get a delivery to the shop during yeah. your podcast? <laughs> there you go. go on. What did you buy? You know, you know, you know. For me, after like, like the innocent child. What did you buy? What did you buy? What's in the bag? A nice little treat? bag. You bought mm. a nice little bag. Yeah. Can we see it? My treat to myself. It's not. No, it doesn't no, go with my look that I've got on today. No, doesn't go with my look today. You know you can't wait to see it yourself. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah, go with my. It, it doesn't go with the look. Come, let's see it. Do you want to see your <laughs> smile as you open it. Come, come on, bring your sister. Don't worry. Don't worry. She opens this it. This is the first time we've opened a new bag on Cut the Chat. This is the first time for everything, B. Jeez. It's, it's really small. You know where you see the packaging? Mm. It's a bag in a bag in, in a, a box in, in a, a bag. bag. Recyclable, sustainable fashion. Oh, I love that. Mm. What? That looks very expensive. It does look expensive, isn't it? That's mad prices. We're not going to show how much it is, but yeah. 
It's very cute. ตะโลลอบนี่อ่าโอเคเรื่องทุกเพราะว่าคุณอย่าคุณอย่าคุณอย่าคุณอย่าคุณอย่าคุณอย่าคุณอย่าคุณอย่าคุณอย่าคุณ
Yeah, because he had started. He was he was there, and then he left, and then he came back. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he was like, when I was in year eleven, he came. I'm gonna get a man to come back, guys. You know, Ace, when Ace was in a band. <laughs> <laughs> I've just found out now that we went to the same school. I didn't even know. There you go. Um, but at, there was a point where um, BTG introduced that you could wear trousers to school. But at that really? point, there was no stockist that did long leg trousers. So I didn't wear trousers to school like everybody else. So it was always a problem and it was frustrating. And I guess you can kind of be creative. And I would always buy like a men's double XL and like roll it up and like to get away there was always ways you kind of got around it and I remember I went tra- I went traveling for about a year and um I just remember thinking I've always got a layer it was just too much stuff I didn't have like just mm. basics um so I started my own company which ba- started off as wardrobe essentials for tall women and then it went into occasion wear for tall women and I just showed last October at Lagos Fashion Week Sick. which was really cool and that collection comes out next month on ASOS so oh, yeah wow. It's doing good. It's, it's, it was the first tool-specific collection to launch in Selfridges. It was the first tool-specific collection to launch in Barney's in New York. Um, and it opened a whole category of tool. It was the first brand to launch tool um, on ASOS as well, which wow. now was four years ago. Um, so, yeah, ASOS have been loyal. And it's mad because free, things have always kind of 360 Like, I worked at Selfridges... Um, and their mantra was always it was meant to be a one-stop shop for every type of customer you know so i went in there and i was like well i'm tall and i can't buy anything here so you're not fulfilling like what your mantra is so you have to stop my brand hmm. and they were Go like yeah. true Go that so yeah that's like and then i worked at asos so i knew like how to pattern it to work for their customer and again like a lot of their their for them to grow, they want it to be the online destination for every type of woman. Right. But being tall, I couldn't find anything that fit. Or I was buying a men's double XL. So it was like, how do we cater for every type of um, woman? But how do we start that conversation of inclusivity, but real inclusivity? Not like just talking about race or gender specific, you know? Um, so yeah, that's basically where did it you, went from there. Did you did you uh, come across a lot of, of hurdles trying to, trying to get... Uh, your stuff out or was it plain sailing no it was definitely it was difficult um, I didn't study fashion um, at all <laughs> so um, it was kind of a lot of it was trial and error what did you study you studied a mad forensic science I'm a forensic scientist <laughs> <laughs> yeah I got gassed off CSI really? boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie Go yeah, I'm a forensic scientist alright are you, you went all the way with it as well yeah. you could yeah, be yeah. the really? first person Go on. Yeah. how close is it to CSI Oh, babe, 10 million miles away. It's very okay. chemistry-based. It's very it's, it's chemistry-based. It's basically a chemistry degree, Yeah, okay. essentially. Yeah. So Do you know what I did my dissertation on? How you discover if a fire was intentional or not. Really? Yeah. So How do you? Tell. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah I suppose. So you can already. tell whether... Arson is art, like yeah, because arson. obviously you you, st- you, you um accelerants you and all of that accelerants yeah. and you Ooh. test all the particles and then you study it for like you have to, you know like what different combinations are and yeah. uh, it's, it's you put it through a gas camera talk about it's mental but yeah that's basically so if I burn the tissue you could well. tell that I burnt the tissue. We would maybe tell that it was a tissue specifically, but we would know that it was an accelerant that was used that really? it was Even if, it's if you just burnt a tissue, you wouldn't burn a tissue. You'd need fuel, like okay. Okay, so I'm just saying that if I burn the tissue or the tissue burned because of sparks from the plug, you'd be able to tell it was... You'd be able to tell that it was an electrical burn. Really? Yeah. Even if it's ash? Yeah, but because it of the chemicals. to ash like that. No. No, bro. Tissue does. 
but, but, but as Irene just you said, said a chemical, but okay, you said okay, from okay, the okay, elect- okay, electrical, electrical burn. I've watched enough TV to know that. And that's TV. Anyway, I mean, carry anyway, on, carry yes, on, carry yes, on. Yes, <laughs> yeah. this, this, I'm not even this other gist. These are going on with. track, but like, yeah, I did, I did a, a, a science. I was always into, I was always into science, to be honest. And as being an African descendant, like when you try to tell your family that you want to do something creative, they're just like, nah, babe. So I did my degree essentially to like. And and so then that was something that they could be happy that I was doing. And then, like, but I always worked part time to support myself. From when my NI card came through my doorstep, I was working, you know, because I wanted nice things. And you know, I grew up on an estate with drug dealers, and you want to be matching them. You want to have the same Nikes, and you want to be doing the same lifestyle. But your mom says, "Sorry about it, I'm not spending." And then I'm I'm five foot eleven, and I already had a size seven foot by the time I was like thirteen. So like. That's £110 every trainer that you want to buy. So your mum's just like, why am I spending £110 when you can get high tech for £30? So, you know, it didn't really equate. So if you wanted nice things, you had to go and work hard for it. So, because um, I've always worked part, and the easiest thing that most people do, they have a part-time job while they're studying, and I worked in fashion. So then that's how that kind of fashion has always kind of been simultaneous with the science. And then... Um, I worked at Selfridges for a very long time. I started going into visual merchandising. And then from visual merchandising, I went into styling. And I used to work with a director called Mo Ali, which a lot of people knew. And uh, yeah, so that's how I started working with all the artists because I did Skep, I did Scorch, I did I met everyone like I met everyone like working with Mo and essentially um at the beginning. And then I moved to New York um and worked for Complex magazine. Um pre-recession then it was recession while i was there so i had to moonwalk home um and then uh, slow down sorry (laughs) slow down so you went to new york you got Mm -hmm. offered this job by a complex it was so random so basically um there used to be a trade show called well there still is a trade show well i don't actually know if it happens anymore there used to be a massive um street and sportswear trade show called bread and butter um and excuse me my boyfriend at the time used to get complex sent to my house. And so when I went to this trade show, because I was in the, I wanted to like, I always knew I wanted to do styling, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to stay in the music video realm. One, because it wasn't really a lot of money. And two, I was just a bit like, okay, like I wanted to expand into editorial and do more commercial work. So um, when I um, went to this trade show um, with Selfridges, actually, um, Complex had a stand. So it's like big booths, different brands have this. There's like Adidas, there'd be G-Star, Levi's, like all the big brands there. And that's when like people really had monies those days. All the brands had big, big checks. Like So different people had booths, like Reebok would do a booth, they'll do live, like trainer customization in the space. Like It was like people spent, brands spent money. So basically what they would do is all the buyers from around the world they would come in and you'd buy like the next two seasons collections or like previewed it it's a bit like what complex con is now yeah, to yeah. streetwear but it was like those days you know and i remember complex had a stand and i walked up big and bossy and was just like oh can i get the fashion editor's email because i really want to do more editorial work and she was like well you're speaking to her wow and i was like literally i was like uh Okay. Hi, my name's Irene. Like, um, but it turned out that the universe is crazy, and Anoma was ended up now being one of my mentors, and um, she grew up in East. She grew up in Bow, 
Um, she moved to New York when she was 16 to work for, um, when she was a teenager, and then she was a fashion editor at Trace magazine before she moved to Complex. So when I was talking about Selfridges and them times I'd just done Kano's video, like, she knew everyone that was talking about. So she was like, sick, like, it would be really cool to maybe bridge the gap between UK and US. So... She did those one of them ones of like, oh, email me your CV, and then which I did, but I, then they sent me like one task to do, like the story of like rivets on denim or something. And I remember thinking, are they wasting my time? Like, is this really a thing? Like rivets on denim. And then I, I, I submitted it, and then she was like, can you move to New York? And I was like, babe, when do you need me to be there? Because man's out, kind of thing. So I went to New York to work for her, and that's when I kind of really understood um, editorial in that sense, but also like the merge of music and fashion, because Complex, um, we shot Kanye on the cover, we shot Pharrell on the cover. Um, It was very much at that time in its heyday, the bridge between music and fashion, and that's what kind of, I think for me, set the foundations. So even when I came back to London, there wasn't really any magazines that we had here that was doing it the way Complex was doing it. Um, But I remember thinking, okay, how do we do mass? And um, a few people told me about, oh, this website called As Seen On Screen, like, they basically, like, copy um, celebrity dresses and sell them for well cheap. Cheap, So they used to be like, oh, As Seen On Victoria Beckham, and then make their own budget version. Yeah, Yeah, those days. And I thought, okay, this could be cool, like, because it's a way of just, like, being able to... You're following the trends, you're seeing what's happening, and then I saw that they were uh, um, applied to get a job there as stylist. Um, And then I got the job at at ASOS, and I was working at ASOS. And then, yeah, it was unseen on screen, but it had just started to transition onto stocking brands Mm -hmm. as well. So then we were, like, it was good because I'd come from the Selfridges background. I knew about all the brands that they were putting onto their website. So it was kind of like differentiating their brand from the branded content because if you're going to have a £125 Marcus look for jumper on ASOS and then have a a scene on screen David Becker Cheryl Cole dress for £15, you can't shoot it the same way, you know? So it was kind of like understanding brand identity and how you're going to transfer that to the customer. But then also understanding how e-commerce worked. So then when I had my idea to start the brand, because I had worked at ASOS, I knew that online was the future. And seeing how ASOS was growing so rapidly, I was like, okay, well, the future is going to be on online. And this was before like anyone, no Topshop, no Zara, no one was doing online when ASOS was doing online. Like Even Amazon wasn't pushing the numbers that ASOS was pushing. But obviously Amazon's now way, like the number one market leader now for e-com. But like... ASOS, I have to say, were kind of ahead of Mm. the game then. Um, I feel like they've probably oversaturated it a little bit now, but Mm. they were ahead at that time. time, They were the only, like, I remember, like, you know, they were were the only website where you could order clothes and it was Lidge and it would come and, like, no one else. I didn't really think... I remember when I first ordered like first batch of clothes from ASOS. I didn't. Re- I wasn't sure whether it would come. Really? I was mm. thinking that's how this early it was. And it was decent. Yeah, yeah, and it was decent. Yeah, yeah. And it was like you know, like and it their was business decent. model was just 
amazing like and but but then you from when you work behind the scenes you see how many people like from when i worked at asos they had two floors there is based in greater london house right which is like mornington crescent and they had two floors and now when i go to asos they've got like seven floors it's expanded they've got the, the company has literally like the growth of the company in the short of time that it's been existed it's crazy but like they've really understood like the growth of technology and how you incorporate that into growing your business and that's when when i started ecom I was just like, well, okay, well, I understand like how things need to be shot, how things need to look to be able to sell it to like what the customer wants. But obviously, I'm making a product that's quite specific to a specific audience. So I was a bit like, okay, well, how am I going to find these girls? Like, how am I going to target them? So then you have to understand like where your customer is and do your market research and like being able to mix the fact that I had done fashion before helped me but also what helped me a lot was the fact that I had worked in nightlife so those days I used to do the door at Yo-Yo which I, I don't know if any of you used yeah, to come yeah, to Yo-Yo yeah. at Notting Hill Arts Club so I used to do the door there for Seb and Leo um, for many many years many many hungover Fridays um, oh. but that's how I met a lot of people because again when you're a door girl everyone wants to be your friend because everyone wants to get in because no one wants to queue so at that time what happened was I was in a position that I had bargaining tips like I was starting my business but I was saving money but mm. I was meeting a lot of people through nightlife Fast forward, um, when I start, actually started my business, we had actually stopped Yo-Yo, but through that 10-year journey oh, of Yo-Yo, Yo-Yo it, it, okay, everything no, it runs its course. It had yeah, run its that course. Was, that was a lit it night, had run its no, course. That was a good night. Yeah, but what it did do was it was, bra- it was groundbreaking in the sense that that really put another level of integrating music, fashion, art, and culture. That's all Yo-Yo did. It platformed the first, like, premiered artists that were up and coming Mm. from the readers to the tinies, but also pushed established artists, you know, and, but also was a way where it was a meet, it was a natural meeting ground. It was a natural, it was a, it was natural networking, not a lot of this artificial stuff that we see these days, but like, it was an, it was a good night out. It was riddled of booze, affordable booze, Mm. and, and people could come and see new music, but they knew that they could meet artists. So, but it turned mad though, because like after a while, the queue around didn't even get in. So it? basically, every week, um, you, the, the venue could only hold two hundred and twenty was capacity at Notting Hill Arts Club, and on some Thursdays we would have fifteen hundred people waiting to get in. You're yeah, waiting to get in with a full back. club, you know. So, but it, it again, you meet a lot of people when you're doing it for a long time. You get to meet a lot of people, you know. So, because I was working in nightlife while doing fashion, it's everything's always overlapped. And that's probably why you've seen me over the years because I'll be at music events but also fashion events. So I've kind of been quite ground. Um, at the forefront of always merging both of them and not keeping them separate because that's what I've always grown up in and it's always been intertwined in my work. Um, So after Yo-Yo, one of the um, vice presidents of Marriott used to come to Yo-Yo and he um, opened Edition, the hotel, um, and Edition is part of Marriott and it had a club. It was meant to be like, it was run by Ian Schrager who started Studio 54 Mm -hmm. and... um, we basically had a basement club which was soundproofed well not to the best but was soundproofed and we had a club called the basement 
Um, and that was also in town, which I helped QA and worked on the door for that. And um, so when you do work in nightlife, you see the same people that work because a lot of the events that we did were music focused from doing, you know, wireless after parties to doing DJ Mustard when he came to London to, you know, hosting whoever, whatever artist was going to be in town. So everything always interlinked, but with fashion as well, because fashion understood that they needed the artists yeah. to be able to be brand ambassadors or to be able to like because I remember when River Island first did their collaboration with Rihanna you know and nice. then they had like Seb DJ in because they knew that Seb was going to bring a certain crowd so people were from the early days were quite smart in like utilizing artists to platform their brands mm. so I think it's always crossed over but now more than ever oh, it's, yeah. it's 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 necessary it's kind of but I think for me it's kind of like I feel like I've been octopus hands in all of those fields because it's always crossed over for me, whether it had been me doing day job in Selfridges and then working nights in the club or doing day job at ASOS and working nights at Edition. You know, it was always, it always, music and fashion has always intertwined um, for me anyway. So I think through curating, that's where I've been able to always like do events and like work with talent. And then over the years, that's just developed like your personal relationships with the artists is mm. developed so even now like I did open the curtain um, two years ago or almost two years ago now yeah almost two, two years, years ago yeah. almost two years ago May, May is gonna yeah well yeah, two yeah, years yeah, ago yeah, sorry literally. we opened the curtain and um Set, like Della Soul used to come to Yo-Yo. Anytime they were in town, they would come to Yo-Yo. And then so now it was it was good because contacts have always stayed relevant. Yeah. So when we opened Red Rooster, um, we got Della Soul to open Red Rooster for us. So, you know, like all contacts have always come back. So it's very important, obviously, to network, but then to, to make use of the context that yeah, you've I got. Think, I think mm. it's that, it's that yeah. obviously, sometimes you meet people, you're like, oh, what am I going to do with this? Like, like... But it's just making use of it at the right time and like the mm. nurturing that relationship in yeah. a meaningful way as well. Yeah. It's kind of difficult. I feel like you know, like when you're in the industry and like you sort of like, like the other day, Jonathan Ross followed me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and Fire. I was like, oh, this is fake. Yeah? yeah. So like, I was like, oh, let me message him. Yeah. To see if like it's fake. Because yeah. sometimes you know these like big big stars, they have fake Instagram, yeah, like yeah. bare fake followers. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me message him to see if it's real. And so I've messaged him and he's messaged me back. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. And I just left it. I just didn't say nothing. Because yeah. I'm like, hmm. Because it's like, oh, what do you say? Yeah. Have you seen this? Can I pitch you this? Can I he's like there's there's a sequ- there's a prequel to a very popular show, mm. and apparently is um his missus is like the she's running it. Yeah, she's she's a big star in it. She's, she's running. She's a big um she's a big producer, producer director. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like prequel to the biggest show in the world yeah, that yeah. we like that literally we were talking about. Yeah, she's his missus doing the prequel. Wow. Okay. And so I was like, oh, should I message him that to beg? Because <laughs> you know I want to be. <laughs> you in got also you know, mentality. Yeah, you know like also mentality. And so it's like. Like, you know there's i feel like there's is a is a balance it's a nice little balance mm-hmm. like you know being in a but what advice would you give to young people in that situation like you know like you you're like yeah i can't wait to so i met this young guy yesterday and he was so gassed to meet me he didn't even know why i came so i met this guy he asked me for a meeting he's like no, i'm like bro why do you want to meet me he's like oh do you know what? i've got music on to play you like oh so you want to be a composer he's like yeah blah 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 but he sat down with me and he was just 
all over the place. Mm. And then there was another guy there. He said, oh, why did you want to meet Femi? He was like, you know, I'm just happy to get the meeting. I'm like, bro, do you think I've got time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come <laughs> with to be dead, I'm just Come happy to get a meeting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, nah, like, I can't meet him again. Mm. I can't... On, I can't imagine a time in my life where I'm ever going to give him half an hour of my time again just mm. because it's like... You will do, though. If his work's good, you will. Yeah, but, but then ultimately, yeah. it's like, you know, as young people, how mm. do they manage that situation? I think it's really difficult now. I think because we live in a world where everything's so visual and easily accessible, it's very difficult. And that was one of the... That's why I have to say that I'm very blessed to be the age that I am because I grew up pre-Instagram and pre... Like, I'm still a, a bit of a millennial kid because we had internet, you yeah. know, but we had dial-up internet. You had AOL and all of that. <laughs> Remember that you had to wait. Remember the night. The, remember the noise you used to make when it was connected to your phone, and then your mum used to be like, "Get off my phone! You're blocking. You're engaging my line. Get off my phone." I don't know what you're like, talking about. You know <laughs> Basically, you couldn't use internet at the same, same time as been on the phone. phone. Yeah, I've been on your house phone. Uh, look at everybody shaking their head. Look, yeah, new gen. See new gen. Um, <laughs> right, so you right, couldn't. Right, your mum used to be like, "You're engaging my line. Get off this in, in, intranet. Intranet. Get off it." <laughs> But um, I'm happy that I've been able to to do both because I feel like it's it's pros and cons to both sides actually. Yeah. Like I feel like now new gen kind of have no excuse because you can literally find anyone, yeah. like you know, and you can literally engage with anyone. There's a way to be able to platform yourself, brand yourself, have a voice, and that's why I feel like social media is birthing so many young um, entrepreneurs, and that's beautiful to see. Like a, a young girl of 15 can have now have a fashion boutique on or, through Instagram, you know. So I do feel like there's pros in that it is nurturing and teaching you new gen to be able to like be independent and start their own businesses Mm -hmm. but on the flip side of that is sometimes they don't see the work that goes back of house i think sometimes with with social media only really highlight it's a a highlighter shows you all the good things you know and even to the detriment to myself like you know sometimes you battle with what content to put out because you're also just a bit like you don't only just want to show when you're happy and smiley and and i think that's where now the the mental health conversation starts to come into it as well with social media because it's hard like even me at my big old age of 34 i can i'm you know i'm not embarrassed to say how old i am but like you still have insecurities, you still have, um, you're still have to be, and that's why it's good to sometimes remove yourself from the internet and what other people are doing because especially being in the creative industry sometimes, it's very difficult on your mental well-being when you're freelance, you work for yourself, you determine your own income, you have to push yourself because you do work for yourself, but also you're constantly being in a competitive environment. Like, the creative industry is one big, it's like literally the battlefield of Game of Thrones, you know, like, you know, where the Night King is, you know, the institutionalised white man that you're begging for funds from. You know, and the rest of us are just here. Like, it is literally one big battleground because, you know, you're always, even if you're pitching for things, there's so many of you pitching. So it's, you're kind of being programmed to be in this competitive environment. Mm-hmm. And it's not always healthy, like, because, and it's interesting because I was having this conversation like a few days ago, and especially when I find that you come from, um, your first gen from your family to be born here as well. So on top of that, your home environment is um, stuck with quite traditional um, values that don't always uh, can't always be implemented or are necessarily recognised in the Western world that we live in today. Example, yeah, being Nigerian, it's not really acceptable um, to not do anything that's not really academic, mm-hmm. you know. So until my brand was in Selfridges and my mum could physically see what I was doing, she really thought that I was just gingering this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> she thought, oh, you got degrees. 
doing science now. You're not even using it. You're just doing fashion. What's this fashion? But then when she actually saw like where it, because obviously every mom knows what Selfridges is, you yeah. know. Then she was like bringing her pasta. I'm like, my daughter is in Selfridges, you know, like you know them ones. But it's like it's it's and and me and my mom have had to have these conversations because it's like what internalized what inter- internal what that says to you is oh i'm not good enough that this this is not a good enough path for me to go down you know like and i think it's difficult with sally down the road who her mum will be like yeah be an artist babe like why don't i buy you that canvas that you want and why don't i buy you all these shades of different colors and you just go and have fun with it babe you know i think that installs in your child that they can be whatever they want to be they can do whatever they want to do but when you put restraints on that child of like no that that's not a good career path that's not really going to make you money or that's not really acceptable what that kind of installs in that child is that is not of you're coming from a place of lack yeah, you know you're yeah. not coming from a place of abundance and I feel like even coming from an African say it household again, say it again, <laughs> say it that was preaching but, but do you think do you think if your mum was was like supportive you might not have had that fire in your belly though um, no, because I feel like watching my mum having to struggle in this country, I still would have had the mm. fire in my belly, but I just feel like you'd be coming from a place of abundance. Mm. And I feel like in the black community, a lot of the time we do come from a place of lack. And that's kind of what you're seeing in society at at, it, at the moment. Through our black men, through the generation, through new gen, through like, even from a career path now. But the benefits is, is that like, yes, we're, there are many of us now that are institutionally are in positions where we can change the conversations and change the dialogue even with me like where who I work with who I choose to work with what kids am I bringing into the network like who am I supporting like all of that stuff matters you know and I think when you're coming from a place of um, especially with not, what I can only speak from a Nigerian background like, I remember when I was growing up my mum used to be like oh, look at your cousin Jennifer look what she's doing your cousin is doing this and your daughter's doing over here doing this this person is getting A you get A why didn't you get A star like you know them ones it's always just like coming from a place of lack and I know they don't mean it in that sense you know because they just want to be the best because they've obviously struggled to come to a country but also I think a lot of the mistakes that our parents made is they came to the western world thinking that they were going to just those traditions of what they grew up with with we're going to be able to just be implemented here and it doesn't always work you know if that's like me moving to alaska coming from nigeria thinking i'm going to be able to maintain in a bikini because yeah, lagos right. is hot yeah, you know yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense you have to adapt to your environment and as much as they did the best that they could do i think um the social impact of that and just even on your mind and how your mental state of how you think about things it kind of changes the dynamic your, your outlook and, and that from a subconscious place, you know, because sometimes you feel like you're coming a bit, like you're already stepping in to that industry 10 steps behind mm-hmm. a bit, yeah, you know? So it's like, you've got to do double the work because you're black anyway, but you've almost got to do quadruple the work because you're coming from a place because of lack. Because you've capped yourself. Because you've capped yourself, yeah, 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 yeah. you know? So I think even us as a race, like we don't, we don't think big. We think to like the discussion that we was having earlier when you was like, if I need to just make enough for potatoes, I'll go make the potatoes and then that's it. Like we're not taught subconsciously to think big. We're not taught to be like shit. The universe, you can you, to, to buy, buy the universe factory. twelve over. <laughs> like do you know what I mean? To buy the world twelve over. Like, but that's just because our parents weren't equipped with those skills to to make us think. Because everything is. Well, I'm very like into like the universe and thoughts become things and like you know how what you project is what you get. Like I'm I'm totally a thousand percent behind that all the way you know and I feel like when you start to actually look at subconsciously like what was installed in us um, generationally and what was installed in our parents and what was installed in our grandparents and where that's come from like they did the best with what they could do with what they had 
we now, it's our responsibility to do the best of what we can do with what we have. Yeah. So we have more accessibility, we have more ways to think about things, there's more than one way to skin a cat, you know, like, you have to educate your mind, like, you have to understand, like, the power of your mind to be able to, like, really, really, and when you sit down and you actually start to think about it, because these are some of the conversations I was having the other day in the sense of just, like, raw, like, sometimes our traditions is what makes us unique, but also, it's also a bit what holds us back. You know, it doesn't it doesn't throw us into the front line thinking that you can take over the world when really if they just tweaked it just a little mm. bit, you know, just just a little bit, because mm. we still have the juice. We still have the source that we, we are the culture. But the difficulty that I think with where we have to be careful, especially now that black excellence is a hashtag and black excellence is, you know, at the forefront of we've always been the juice and the source Like our culture has always been the juice and source. It's only now it's getting the recognition that it deserves. But on the flip side of that, I think that culturally, like we need to understand the mindset which comes with excellence. You know, being excellent at something means knowing knowing your craft from beginning to the end. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Understanding how that business works and understanding that when you're doing things, you're thinking business first and just second. I think a lot of us, we think, oh, how's this? This is going to look. This is a good opportunity. It's going to look this. What's the business, babe? Mm. What's the, and I've had to learn that the hard way. Like in the last two, three years, I've had to learn it the hard way. Because when you start to think about everything that you've done and you've been in an industry for 15 years, why have you not capitalized off the industry that you've in to the maximum that you could have if your mindset was right, if, you, if, you had, if your mind had been trained? Mm. So you have to start to then think, fuck, like, sorry, can I swear? You have to start yeah, thinking, like, no. fuck, like, what is it within that? What within my realms? And because I had that mindset of, oh, you know, we we we've seen our parents struggle. So you think, oh, just by doing this, you just want to live. You want to be able to maintain. What go on a couple of holidays a year, buy a nice car, buy your house. Like when you're thinking, nah, like people are buying islands. Like people are people are paying planes. Like there's no reason why like I should be paying, you know, a thousand pound to go to Nigeria, but yeah, I can get. A, a ticket to Vegas, which would be eleven, like nine hours for three hundred pounds. How does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? Because they're shafting us because they know, like, they're taking our money. You know, so it's like it's the highest yield and route. So it, that's why it's so expensive. But at the same time, it's like, what are we actually doing as a, as a culture to come together to benefit ourselves? Like, you know, and that's why it's been so important to relay, like, actually going home, but it being a cultural exchange, like bringing people here too, you know, and exchanging so that people get the boast of both worlds and I think especially for our culture like it's only going to grow if we understand but understand that our mindset needs to be excellence not just black you know sometimes <laughs> which I think is hard because we've been almost cupped at a certain level like there's usually only one like I remember working it I remember like trying to pull clothes for Skep 15 years ago and none of them brands wanted to loan none of those brands wanted to loan to any grime artist everything would be oh no that's too urban 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 and now that's all they want. now they want urban front row <laughs> <laughs> front row at the show urban you know but now it comes with the hashtag black excellence Bro. you know but it's like, okay, well, cool. And that's what I was saying to Ace. Like, I've worked so long in nightlife. If, I, if my brain was right, if my mindset was right, I should have a club. I should have a club now. I should have my own club. I've built so many people's clubs, businesses, nightlife. Why don't I have a club? It's coming. Amen. You know? Amen. Amen. So that's where my mind is at now. That's what I was like. I'm not trying to build no one else's clubs no more. I ain't trying to build no one else's nightlife. 
if I'm if I'm gonna really be talking about black excellence, then let's go, let's step forward and let's push you as far as you can with what you've got. But understanding business, like we're not taught how to understand business, and and sometimes when you look at how these business people move, you're like, raw. It's actually it's not that hard, you know. It's not that hard. As Nigerians, you know how to flip. As Jamaicans, we know how to flip quick. Now to flip, here's one pound, you make it into 10. Here's 10 pound, you make it into 100. You make that 100 into 1,000. So we, the, the maths is there. The mentality is there. It's just, just applying it's it. Scale, it's know? scale, you It's scale. And, and because we're taught to just maintain, like all of us were, like what I was in my household anyway, you just make enough to just be easy, be nice. Like you can pay your bills. If you've got a bit of extra, you can go on holiday. Like, you know, but it's just like, now nah, your mindset needs to be big. Like, um, if you think big, you're going to get big opportunities. You're going to get bigger big. than potatoes. <laughs> hey, Come on. You're going to go and cabby this weekend, babe? Basically. <laughs> basically, see that potato thing? It was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and I worked all weekend and I work more hours than all you together. And I'm loaded. <laughs> but I just try and play humble. <laughs> Low key one. Yeah. I hope so. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Pockets fat. So. Every night. Pockets fat. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. No, but I, no, I wasn't. No, that is um mad inspiration. Yeah, yeah, thank you, yeah. man. You know, have you ever been to church and you've heard the, the pastor speaking, <laughs> and you think, right, that's, that's that message is for. I honestly feel like there was a message, there was something you said about five minutes ago that really hit home to me. So I really do appreciate everything you just said. Uh, I don't want to say because people will feel like I'm a waste man. They're like, why didn't you think that before? But there was something you said that has proper unlocked something in my brain. So you know what it is, though? if I'm a millionaire it's, next year, yeah, I heard you. Yeah. You're going to cut me my 10%. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all. Let's We're talk business. Let's talk business. Let's talk business. Everything at the right time, innit? For Let sure. Me, every, everything at the right time. And I think like now we're only like learning, like our generation is going to be the generation to unlock it, but I feel like it's next gen that's going to be the, the, the generation that's going to blow off the doors and like come and fuck it up. Do you know what I mean? But the mindset has to be there and that's why I'm kind of anti-dual music but that's a topic conversation altogether. Why are you anti-dual? We don't really talk, we've not really given that a proper go on this show. I don't think I'm probably the best person to discuss no, but it but why, I think it's, it's like not it? really my kind of music. I know it's for new gen but I just feel like what it glorifies is what we need to be moving away from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my only thing. Yeah. How long have I been saying that for? And, it's just what it glorifies. How many times did man have shut me down? No, I'll, be, I'll be honest. You no, know what? I'll be on, honest. Bro. I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm for freedom of expression. Mm-hmm. But the problem is there's a limit. I, I feel like there needs to be for public safety mm. in any instance, like for mm. public safety in any, like, you know, in terms of in real life, this is in politics, like for public safety, that needs to be capped. Mm. And actually, Jill has pushed the limit of where freedom of expression meets public safety mm-hmm. because it's like they're talking about literally like charts like premier league mm. of like killing people mm. yeah and almost celebrating it and making jokes about it on mm. songs and because of that it's just like actually this is an issue of public safety now mm-hmm. this is not even about it's not this has gone beyond entertainment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and is, that's like what it was in the states a lot of it was entertainment yeah. they all they wrap all of those song lyrics as entertainment which is cool like i still don't I still, I still have a bit of problem with that, but when it's for entertainment purposes only, then that's cool. But when it's actually being actioned and people like, like, like and it is, this though. is real life action, yeah. and then I feel that's when we need to step 
in and like and then you start to think about systematically like how fucked is our race then like really like when you sit down and start to actually picture it because first of all like a girl learns her self-love from her dad yeah and when you think about us as a race like we have the highest number of broken broken homes like as a race like you know so then you think a girl learns her self-love from her dad so when if that dad is now missing that's a chapter of her life that she's actually slightly broken you know there's even if your mum is gonna teach you the self-love it's not the same because a girl learns it from her dad and uh, and a boy learns it from his mum so when something there doesn't add up already we're stepping into the world not 100 percent do you know what i mean then on top of that when you now add the spice of traditions and um, and, and your your parenting, your, your your parents' parenting on top of that, because essentially you're gonna be. I remember when I was growing up, and I used to always think, oh my god, like my mom does my nothing. Like, and literally now, like I can look at myself and be like, you're actually your mom's twin. Like I'm the same. Like my mannerisms, like everything. Even the way I speak, I speak at 100 miles an hour. Apologies, but literally I speak like my mom at 100 miles an hour. You know, and you don't actually realize like how much the home impacts on who you are and who you become, mm. but also, like, how you see the world and how and how now your kids are going to see the world. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's, like, systematically, like, I'm actually scared for us at the same time because, yes, in one sense, we're all moving into positions of power and we're trying to make a difference on the front in the business sector, but also in our homes, are we doing the same? You know, because once that girl doesn't have that self-love, that... that leaving that house with like feeling like yeah i'm a champion i'm a queen i'm mm. a this i'm a that what does she go she goes to look for that in a man mm. so then in it in, in my opinion no, in my I, opinion no, I, I i i fully agree mm. with you I, I fully agree with you i think i think where we've gone slightly wayward mm -hmm. is by sitting back on the argument of we're making money Mm. and we're changing lives yeah yeah and my argument has always been that's not important though mm -hmm. like you can't you can't contribute to mashing down a set of people or a mm -hmm. type of people mm -hmm. on a way because, with mentality because you can go and yeah, yeah. buy a yard for your mum yeah yeah or you've changed your life or whatever yeah, yeah. else you know so but then it's it's it is education it's yeah. it's, it's it's the mind frame it's yeah it's and as Femi said Okay, we can entertain this to a certain limit, but what detriment is it having on the wider community? On, on, yeah. on you know, at the end of the day, yes, you know, you've made pee and mm -hmm. he's made pee and she's made pee and he's made pee. Mm -hmm. But Reba, you lot, are, you lot are, are glorifying this madness. Mm -hmm. I remember me and Ace, um, well, all of us on, on on this podcast spoke about a particular song mm -hmm. where man's mocking people at a funeral of. Mm -hmm. You understand? It's like, no, it's gone too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, cause it's gone too far it's now. Gone too far. It's like, and people, you know... But do you know what the problem is, though? Like, there's, like, Biggie songs where it's, like... And we rap them. Our you know generation. The, you know what the difference is? You know, is? like, our generation raps them, yeah? Yeah, but... Yeah, but and my, he's, like... And, like, it's like everybody dying. The yeah, but Femi, Femi. Like, you know, you know like, yeah, but my argument them, to that was, yeah, is that that's not our reality. You see, gangster. That's rap. weird, Damon. But, it, but that's, it's, that's it's, your wash no, but you excuse. Know, no, it's not a wash no, excuse. No, I agree. It's but not it's for entertainment it's not purposes. Our, it's not our, only, really. You know what it is? You see, them man in in Baltimore, in New York, in Brooklyn. Mm. That's their reality. I'm not saying it makes it right. Mm. But you see, when the man are running around talking about squeezing oozes and all them things, what 
What are you talking about? But Biggie and that were doing that too. And DMX, bruv, DMX had tunes where bruv, it was killing people. Bruv, but like what I'm mad. saying to you, what them man are rapping is their reality. You see what us, the, uh, us what, lot so, are rapping so you feel like the is proximity, our reality. So the proximity doesn't just, I think, I think that's bizarre. It makes a difference, bro. Because it's still black people. But it's it still makes, Africans. But, but no, it's still black people. Again, but Africans. you're saying you're seeing it from a different, but, it's a bit like hunger in the world. When you're seeing, like, like we were talking about the Oxfam advert, it's not on your doorstep, is it? Like, it's not like, bro. you're not looking at your window and seeing all them flies and all them kids hungry. Do you know what it is? It's like a film. It's, it's yeah. like what, what we said before. It's like a film. No. When we're listening to gangster rap over there mm. from, a, from a different part of the world, it's like a film. It is entertainment. As soon as I turn that off, then... You understand? Yes, when you've when you got a man jumping out of cars and rolling around in explosions, cool. But your film, it's not that. Top Boy's not that. Top Boy's real. Yeah. So when we turn off Top Boy, I'm You're going thinking, out onto that same estate. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing setting. those same youths. Yeah. You understand? So, 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 so scaring your people. It's so to scary. see it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, hold on, wait. No, nah, this is real. This, this ain't a joke. This is real. We can't be glorifying this this knife crime. And, and when they're talking about, yeah, I walk with my Rambo and this and that and that, it's like, yeah, these you know are the what? same you know that what? I, nah, it's like I think I just think it's, it's to the young man, to the young man that go through it, and there's a time span where you do go through it. It's a fashion, isn't it? Mm. It's a fashion, and it's a po- and it's a, and it's you know a popular I've, fashion. Do you know what I've always all, all said, as well, said as well? You know, I've recently moved back to South. Mm. Yeah. See, when I was living up here mm. and I was driving to South to go visit my mum, you know, I would have to consciously play a certain type of music. You know, sub- subliminally, music affects your mind, you know? Mm, you see, if you're driving and you're listening to some form of aggressiveness, mm. it comes out in your driving. <laughs> it blatantly does. I've spoken to these young people and it's like, you see, when you're listening to that music, does it make you think a particular way? Yes, of course it does. They've all said it does. Mm-hmm. They've all still turned around and said, but I still have choice to go and behave like that. Mm. But when you constantly... Feed your mind with that. Feed your mind. Feed your mind. Whether it be film, whether it be what you're porn, watching, yeah. whether it be whether it be music, mm-hmm. it has an effect on your it consumption. Really does have mm-hmm. an effect on us. Blatantly, blatantly does. This is this has been awesome. This has yeah. been a really good episode, man. Thank you so much, Irene. How do we? How do they find you if they want to find you and they want to find out what's going on? With um, you? socials at Irene Ttya. What's next, though? Quickly. Um, quickly, my collection comes out next month on ASOS. Um, mm. Oh, what are we working on? What are we working on? Many, many things. Like of loads of events, curating a few bits and bobs on a wider, bigger scale. We're thinking global now. Um, and yeah, be in Lagos very soon. I was and today. Ghana. I was today years old when I found out that. ASOS stood for as seen on screen. Seriously? I never oh, knew that. Ace. I swear, I, I never knew that. It was Ace. actually called that back in the day. Yeah, I was today years old. Yeah. That's amazing. You learned, yeah, I learned so much today. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. No worries. Thanks for having me. That's it, that's all. You are the greatest. No problem. Wow, it's quarter to 11. You're welcome. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you so much. Rate, subscribe, comment. Peace. Peace. Gosh, I have to put you on. I thought it had to.